up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of your favorite Thursday evening geeky podcast. That's right. You are back for the Geek with Deep podcast. Got a special guest back just like what four weeks later. Miss Chantal, how are you? I am great. Um, not a lot's happened since I saw you last, but I'm happy to be back so soon because this is this conversation is right up my alley. So perfect, perfect. Hey, Mr. Jeff. Hi, Keith L. Mentioning, guys, just so you know, if you are listening after the fact, don't worry about what I'm about to say next. But for any of you that tune into our pre-show, the Technical Difficulties aptly named pre-show at 645 live on Instagram through my channel, you didn't get to see it today. As our friend Keith L. is saying here on the live podcast here on YouTube and on Facebook, living up to the technical difficulties I see, apparently the launch of something called Threads, which is something else on Instagram that's there now. Uh, is basically messing with everything else. So any one of us was able to go live, but as soon as another person wanted to join, it was El Caputo. So yeah, very weird what was going yeah. on. People were seeing us as live video pause. I didn't even know you could pause your live yeah. video on Instagram. Neither did I. Apparently so you, apparently you can. Well, you can. Yeah, if you yeah. overload the servers, apparently it'll just pause anybody that's trying to go double Dutch or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, yeah. no good. So, you know, I mean, it Don't is what it that is. Look. That's okay. Oh, We're still going to do our thing, you know? Yeah, we will. Uh, threads, threads is love. love. Wow. Threads is life. Uh, is, is Peter Jarvis paid by uh, Instagram? I don't know. Paid Maybe he Facebook? just really digs it. I don't. How long has it been out that it's already like cemented in your. I don't know. Did they come out today? I don't, I don't know. I only heard about it today for the first time. So yeah, me too. My guess is it's sometime in the last forty-eight hours. Possibly. Ah, Peter says two days. I, I don't know. I um I don't need another social media. It's hard to keep up already. Like this looks like it's built into, like it's part of Instagram, like Reels or like the lives no, or whatever. No, so no. yeah, like the no, yeah, that's what it seems like it is. So at least that'll make it a little bit more accessible. Whatever the balls it is, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure I'll find it and I'll screw it up and then I'll be like, fuck this and just never use it again. So, well, like we were talking in the beginning of the show, it seems to be some sort of a Twitter knockoff. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, and in fact, I guess I just saw it on Reddit like minutes ago that Elon Musk is suing Meta, which is the parent company of Facebook and, right. and Instagram for basically poaching all of the guys he fired from Twitter into making a Twitter knockoff. I guess he's, he's suing for copyright infringement or whatever. So mm. interesting know. move, but Billi uh, billionaires suing billionaires isn't really, uh, you know, who fucking cares at the end of the day. Uh, Megan Avery saying, apparently if you delete threads, it deletes your whole Insta. So like, careful. Well, that's not, that's really? Not, that's not Jesus. good. I have like yeah, 1700 posts. That's not good. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I didn't use Twitter. Yeah, so no, I don't I. see neither myself really using threads. I mean, I like, what am I like, what do I have to say that people want to hear in 140 characters or less? Right. Like I, I'm not that fun. But you, could <laughs> you know, eh, you know, I, I disagree, know. sir. I disagree. I don't know. You're so I, I didn't use Twitter. I can't see myself using this. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see. Hey, Mr. Ed Campbell is there. As soon as I tuned in, I got Vicky Vale vibes from Chantal. Batman 1989 better be number one on the list. Um, I Super mean, not I, number one on my list. I didn't but... say anything, but I mean, I think it was pretty obvious the look here. Uh, and well, she's also number one on my list either. But I think Chantel, is, Chantel, let's see the shirt. 
Yeah, I think someone's a little my, bit biased as far as this goes. So right? yeah, there you go. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah, you know, and and uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mad, I'm mad, very biased, and I sure. and I am fully ready to admit it. But oh, I, man. hey, we're we're gonna fight on this. I on also this do recognize there are a lot of fall down movies created in the DC universe, and it and it's upsetting, but it's. There's nothing we can do about it. They happened. That's true. We can't go back. Yeah, but that happens everywhere. That's not just. We just DC don't talk thing. about it. Yeah, that's not just a DC. Oh, no, that's true. There, yeah, not every Marvel movie's been a banger. They've all no. had all kinds of bad movies in their yeah. in their lifetime. So yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff, do you want to let everybody know what the premise of tonight's show is and what we've come up as a very simple rule? Well, uh, sure thing, Jess. We're talking about the top. 10 dc movies of all time so not to be confused by the way notice that miss chantelle is dressed up very batman 89 so we're not talking about strictly snyder versus strictly nolan versus or anything we're talking about any movie that came out that was based on a dc comic book period the only caveat we have is it has to have been released theatrically because if we'd included the, I don't know, 100 or so animated movies, we'd be here all night. We'll probably do a top 10 of the DC animated movies at some point when we're really bored. But... That'd be, uh, yeah, but that'd be a good one because there's some really good ones. Oh, I mean, to be honest. There's some... Absolutely. Yeah. Some of the best of DC came in animated form. Let's be 100%. Honest. Very true. But yes, we are talking about so whether it's like 70s Superman, 80s Batman, mm -hmm. 90s, whatever, maybe Jonah Hex is your favorite DC movie. I don't know. Who knows? But we're going to talk about it today. We're going to list our top 10 films. There is about, I think we counted earlier, there's about 50 released films or so, maybe even a little bit Roughly. more that are based yeah. on DC comic work. So, and by the way, that includes the imprints, guys. That's Vertigo, that's Paradox Press, that's anything, Wildstorm. If it was published by DC Comics and it was released in theaters, it is, in fact, on our list. We are also going to consider animated theatrical releases. Right. So if it's an animated movie and it was released in theaters... That counts. We give a great example while we were trying to do our technical difficulties pre-show lego batman which is going to be my top choice not my top choice but my number one choice right now and this is the one we're going to talk about lego batman is an animated movie but was released in theaters and let me tell you something oh batman Fantastic. that that movie reinvented and reinvigorated my love for batman he is so good he's so funny um I, I don't even know where to go with this. This was, for me, one of my favorite Batman movies of all time. I'll just put it that way. If, that's that hot, doesn't, that's if, if this take. movie doesn't make the top 10, if Bat animated Batman doesn't make the top 10, not animated, Lego Batman. I'm, you'll, you'll riot? Yeah, we're going to have okay. a show. I'm, I'm tossing could this freaking desk could over. Could be some table flipping? Nice. <laughs> Well, if Wait, that's your we can pick, watch, we can watch JS flip a table. Have you, uh, <laughs> Chantel? Have you watched any of our top ten videos before? Um, I think I saw the top ten. There was like a Christmas one. There was top a ten Christmas, Christmas movies. That's right. So essentially, yeah. this is what we do: is each one of us names a film. So JS names the Lego Batman movie, and then we decide where it will go on the list as a group consensus. So okay. right now, it would be number one because it's the only pick we have. So. Lego Throw Batman it at one, is JS. going in at number one for now. 
Yes. Now you you don't have the. Are you going to put the list up on the screen? Yeah, I'm just realizing when we uh, switched over earlier, I lost the list. So you lost the list. Okay. So in the meantime, so we know right now, I guess Lego Batman is number one. I think it's only fair that we move to our esteemed guest, Ms. Chantel, for her pick. Now you don't have to pick your number one. You can pick any whatever movie you say. We'll debate and try to figure out where it would go on the list. And right now, we're right. just going to figure out if it goes above or below Lego Batman. So, right, swing for the fences or give us a weird one. It's up to you. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I think we have to put eighty nine Batman in there because that movie was, especially given that when it came out and the timing and everything. Um, it was our first sort of dark Batman after the the TV show and all of that stuff. And, you know, I, I think for the, the only people I've ever talked to that don't like the first two, meaning 89 and 92 Batman, is is a, it's a Tim Burton thing more than it's a Batman thing. Because I've met people who are like, it's too Tim Burton for me. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I loved it. Um, you know, the first time I saw the 89 Batman, I was like seven. But sure. I just remember like, the whole aesthetic of the movie, the darkness, the car, everything going from, you know, watching the TV series on with Adam West on TV and how campy and bright and colorful it was to this sort of new, darker Batman. And for me at the time, I wasn't obviously super into comic books, um, but I really it really appealed to me. And I don't know if it's just a nostalgia thing after all these years, but it's still one of my top DC movies of all time, if not my favorite. Um Again, totally biased, but I feel like it did a lot of things um, for the franchise. It gave a lot of like, I feel like it opened up the doors for a lot of possibilities. It gave the option to have a darker Batman. Like, I definitely don't think we would have had the the Nolan trilogy without this movie or without both of these movies. Um, you know, I think a lot of things that came after this are because of this movie. So I liked the casting. I liked the aesthetic of the movie. I liked everything about it. So um, definitely think 89 Batman has got to be on the list. The cultural impact can't be denied. It was mm-hmm. pre-internet and it was Batman was everywhere. The the If you didn't have a logo Batman logo shirt, you were a loser. Like it, it was, <laughs> it was so insane how into the collective consciousness, how into the zeitgeist Batman was when this movie came out. And yeah, the product it, marketing was bananas, bananas. I had never seen anything like it at that no. time. For a, I don't know what the marketing spend on it was, and especially I don't. I'm curious what it would be on today's dollars. And it was fucking cereal. It was crazy. Back in yeah, they had a cereal, and they got they Prince cereal. to do the soundtrack, and they got Jack Nicholson to be the Joker. Like it's just, it's just crazy what they were able to accomplish with this with this movie. And uh, it is, it is important to know. Chantel brings up a good point. Up until then, we'd really gotten a mostly cheesy or very superhero e Batman, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns that Tim Burton admits that this his version was was largely based on that it showed us that gritty, broody, dark night, a real dark night. So that's that's why this movie and this movie set the tone for Batman forever. Like it's mm-hmm. it's and they're just getting progressively dark. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about the Schumacher films, but it, progressively darker as we've gone through. So the Schumacher films we will not talk about. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. We don't talk that's, about that's Batman cool. and Robin in my house. No, so no, no, I'm okay no, with that. No, no. Um, you know, yeah, Tim uh, Burton's uh, Batman was the goat. He captured Gotham yeah. perfectly, is what Megan is saying over here. Yeah, over. I, I 100% agree. I feel like back in that time, first of all, even in the comic books, Batman was very different back in those days. You know, I have a Batman comic book on my wall here, pre 
pre-Batman 89, right? This comic book's probably from like 84 or 85. And it's still the blue and gray Batman, but it's the very, back in the 80s, he was very stylized, right? Super long, giant cape and the big, giant ears. And he was very stylized back then. And Tim Burton brought that in Gotham City. Gotham City, I think, was best represented by the Tim Burton movies. It, it was very, very comic book. Now, how do Tim we Burton kick did, Michael? How do we kick Michael Myers out of the chat? I don't, how do we? How do we ban him from the channel uh, forever? Boy, I'll argue oh, Batman and Robin as a good movie. You're gonna have a hard time. Actually, you know what's funny is I think editor Megan would actually agree with him because I think she enjoyed it, and I think we have to kick her out of the Geeks and Kill for that. I, there's, I'm sorry, that's. I walked out of the theater. During uh, that movie, yeah, yeah, it okay. was really bad. Only time I've ever done it. Batman yeah, '89, really got to be there. We so '89, it's got to be there. I already put it at the top of the list because let's be yeah. honest, it, nope. it's better than Lego Batman, and it also gave us the Black Batman. Right yes. before before '89, Batman was always either gray and blue or gray and black or just black. Well, not just black, but like black and white. But like the proper black suit Batman came from '89, and that's what we know now as Batman. Uh, oh, boy. Here uh, we go. There, there's, there's editor Megan. She's getting in there now. Batman and Robin is definitely a good movie, at least by comparison to the one that came before. I couldn't stand Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take for Megan. See, for me, it's the opposite. I could watch Batman forever before I would watch Batman and Robin. Um, it just, like, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, both of them weren't exactly top of list. Like, I don't think for many people they're not, but at least they hadn't completely jumped in over the edge. Like, what was with the bat nipples? Like, yeah, <laughs> I never thing. got that. Like, what the frick was that the about? Nipples man? on all the suits, the, the, the credit card scene with the ching. Like, it was just, it was just too much. And like, I think for me, the breaking point when I actually walked out of the theater was when Batman reached down and he's like, will you help me? And I was like, Batman doesn't ask for help. This is bullshit. And I just like left. Bye. Yeah, Batman uh, would have just left. Exactly. I am so, going to interject here really quickly. We should have done oh, this at the top. And we yes. forgot. Editor oh, Megan, one of the so Geeks and Co. Sorry. It is her birthday today. So everybody wish Editor oh, Megan happy a birthday, happy Megan. birthday today. Yep. She is uh, 17 now. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. She knows how old she is. <laughs> I, I actually don't know. But um, yes, happy birthday, yeah. Megan. And actually, when we started at the top, what we also forgot was to let everybody know if you're watching us here live on YouTube and you're not following our YouTube channel, please click the subscribe button. You know, we, we, we do podcasts live every week. We've got a bunch of videos that come at you every week as well, like our after shows. That's right. We've got two different after shows running right now. One for Secret Invasion, one for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I don't really want to get into this week's episode of Stranger Worlds because, oh, man, it wasn't the best at all. But uh, go check them out. Uh, we've got new episodes coming out almost every other day at this point. Uh, so make sure you click that like and subscribe button. We really appreciate it. And it absolutely costs you how much, Jeff? Sweet fuck all. That would be zero, kids. SFA is what it costs you. Nothing. Not a zilcho. So get involved there. By the way, it is my pick. So since we went new and then old, I'm going to go back to new and I'm going to say Joker starring yep. Joaquin Phoenix. So yep. obviously it's an Elseworlds type of story. It is an actual origin for the Joker, which the comics have 
stayed away from as much as they can. They've given a bunch of different origins for him. None of them have ever been officially listed as canon. So uh, it is an interesting take, uh, and it really shows. It's a deconstruction of a human being and how one person could, in fact, how society could turn one man one already broken man into someone like the Joker. So for me, it's a fascinating deconstruction of the human psyche. And I thought it was just a brilliantly acted and shot movie. I don't know what else to say about it, guys. It was good enough. They're in the midst of making the sequel or they made it and they're waiting to release it, whatever it's called, uh, with Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn. Folie adieu. Yeah, folie adieu. It's That's a musical. Right. It's, apparently it's got some musical uh, intonations to it. But the original is anything but a, a musical. I'll tell you what. If you're in a really bad mood or you're depressed, don't watch Joker because you're not going to come out of that with joy, joy, happy feelings. But if you want just a brilliantly written and performed and directed movie, uh, it's it's hard to find something in this genre that's been that's taken that seriously and, and hits that hard on that level personally i feel so uh if i'm putting it on this list i would actually put it above both of those movies but oh, i know i'm gonna i know i'm gonna get some i know i'm gonna get some pushback on that so that's fine uh chantal i will let you respond to that first I, I wholeheartedly uh, disagree. I did not like that movie. Um, really? At all? It, like, if it wasn't supposed to be a movie about the Joker, I think it had, it definitely had merit. Um, but to me, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a Joker film. And there was too many things about it that, like, like still bother me. Like, unanswered questions. Um, just, you know, I, I felt it was overacted. There, there's a lot i have a lot of feelings about that movie uh, i could sit here all night and and go on about all of the the things i felt that were um i don't know that just didn't work for me now like i i don't know it, i wouldn't put it's not in my top 10 um so you can put it wherever you'd like on the list um so that says that there was just i don't know there was just too many too many things about it my i think my biggest gripe with the movie was how they shoehorned in bruce wayne i felt like he absolutely did not need to be in that film at all that i agree um, with like i just it was just too much of a tried too hard um and yeah i don't know i just didn't feel i wasn't feeling that movie cuz so many people asked me like oh my god are you going to cosplay the new joker cuz i do so many versions of the joker and it just didn't resonate with me um, so I probably have completely opposite feelings that Jeff has. Now, as far as like your feelings aside, do you at least acknowledge or agree that the film itself was a major impactful film? It He won an Academy Award for his performance. The second actor, by the way, to portray the Joker to win an Academy Award for their portrayal of that exact same character, which I think has only happened once before. Um, do you do you get how bigly huge the movie, in fact, was both critically, financially, and then I mean, awards-wise successful? I understand that it was a successful film and that it had a lot of impact, but I also, I, I lean towards a lot of it was just hype. Um, I think they were leaning into the hype. I think if it was anybody other than Joaquin Phoenix, would they have still won the award? Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. I feel like there was a lot of bias behind it. I feel like it's kind of like when the critics are when people want a certain thing and then they kind of get it. I feel like that movie pandered to a lot of people. You think the critics um, wanted like a deconstruction of a comic book villain from the 1940s, though? Like, do you really probably, feel that was a pandering? I mean, I think sometimes the critics just want 
things to be different enough that they can be like, oh, look how artful and whatever this was and make up a bunch of big fancy words and go, this is why we're giving them an Oscar. When really it could just be that they want to give a particular actor an Oscar or a director but an Oscar. did the critics hate this movie? No. No, it was very critically, very well critically acclaimed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, kudos for taking a, a stab at doing something different. And, you know, like you said, it was a really interesting deconstruction of a character that we are familiar with because there really isn't anything canon to his background. But for me, like if it would have just been a movie about a guy named Arthur, I would have been all in. But the 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 weird Norman Bates relationship with his mom and like all of these different things, there were so many aspects of the character that just didn't sit with me. And I felt like they were doing too much. Like he's he's got this thing and then he's got this other thing and then he's got like a head trauma thing and then he's got, you know, and then his fantasy world that he was living in. And then it's like, did he actually kill that girl or did he not kill that girl? We don't actually know if she's dead or not. We just know that he was a creep who ended up in her apartment. But I just feel like it just, that movie just spun me in the wrong direction. Like in the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, like where are they going with this? But then it was just like, I felt like they just did too much and there was too many things on top of things. And then I was like, if this would have been a movie about a regular dude and take out the Bruce Wayne thing altogether, decent film. But it just, to me, it wasn't, it wasn't it. And I don't know, that's like, that's okay, I mean, JS. Yes. Where yeah, where I mean, are you I'm in like, this? I'm like, kind of in between the two of you on this one, um, and it's weird because I I the reasons I liked the movie was for the reasons you didn't like the movie. <laughs> um, so I didn't think it was that great of a movie. I didn't think it was Oscar worthy. Um, I don't think it's better than Batman '89. Um, but it was like I did like the movie. Uh, would it make my top 10? Probably, but more at the bottom of the list for me. Um, what I did like, and what a lot of people are saying, like I'm looking at the comments here, you know, my buddy Steve Jones, Root in London here. Um, the new take on the story of the Joker was great. I mean, it wasn't really a new take at all. I mean, this is the Joker from the Killing Joke that we got to see, right? If you guys have read the Killing Joke comic book and have you seen the Killing Joke animated to, to an extent, definitely the Arthur story. Arthur Peck story or whatever his name is, is that Black. story right now in that yeah. story, he becomes red hood and he falls down into the Vata liquid and blah, blah, blah. Right. Or the Vata acid. Or that's whatever, what I mean. Inspired right? by for sure. Inspired yeah. by. Right. Yeah. But that that's the character we're seeing, right. Is the guy who wants to, who th thinks he's funny and wants to be a comedian, but he's a complete loser. And he's a little bit of a, well, he's a lunatic, obviously. Right. He's the fucking Joker. Let's be honest. Right. So I think that played well. I think Joaquin Phoenix played him very well. I, we we can Batman eighty nine. I've seen ten times, a hundred times. We we Joker. I've it, seen once. We can put it below Lego Batman. It's okay, guys. I'm not willing to die on this hill. I'm just trying to keep. I don't want it just to be a list of a bunch of nostalgia films. I want us to get some new shit in there. Yeah. So, so for we me, keep it fresh. For yeah. me, he would probably go here. Just just Joker, my point. friend. Just just Joker. It is just Joker. You're yeah. right. Yeah. The character is the Joker, but the movie is just called you're Joker. right. Uh, is it back to me? It's back to moi. It's back it to you. Back, back to, to moi. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of a gray cloud above our one criteria that we've put in. That is that a movie needs to have been theatrically released. But there is one specific movie that was released during the pandemic that 
I have no doubt would have been theatrically released because it made banger in in um digital uh rental and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League. So the recut, reversed <laughs> the uh, you know original, I don't know how you want to call it, the, the director's cut. I would yeah. argue that because I don't know, over half, probably close to two thirds, oh no, maybe even more than that. The vast majority of what we see in the Zack Snyder's Justice League cut is in the cut that went to theaters. There yeah. was just a bunch a of other silly bullshit yes. that was added in from Joss Whedon. So every single scene in the theatrical release, every single scene that Snyder did in the theatrical release is in the theatrical release and in his cut of the film. There's nothing that was there that's not in Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I would argue that it, it we should include it. Oh, no, no. There are a ton of scenes in this movie that are not in the, in the Josh Whedon movie. Correct. But every scene that Joss Whedon kept that Zack Snyder shot in the theatrical release is in Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's what you're I meant. Right. Yes, That's, you're I right. I apologize. That's what I meant. Yes. All Zach did was take out every single scene that Joss Whedon did, and then he, and he filled put in. his scenes back in. That's correct. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. shot them properly. So I think personally that we should be able to include it on the list. And I think we, there's some arguments to be made for anything that came out over the pandemic that would have been released theatrically. You could mm-hmm. argue Wonder Woman 1984, which we talked about in the pre show, was not going to make the list anyway because the absolute train wreck that that movie was but regardless if in fact we were including if that movie was half as good as the first one then we'd be talking about that movie as well but Mm -hmm. it's up to you guys i say it should be we should be able to include it we're certainly not going to include there you go (laughs) it's in that's it we're not going to include yeah the executive decision i feel like it has to be because it's such a solid film yeah and as much hate as the original got i fucking love jack I'm going to tell you right now, for me, it's probably my number one DC movie. It's top three for me easily. I would definitely put it at a solid two. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's either one or two. I could, I could interchange 89. On on this list, it's, it's definitely number one for me, for sure. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Is this a cheerocracy or is this a democracy? Like, what are we doing here? Come on, man. Like, we got to. I mean, you know, I I can't say unanimously. Like, I definitely liked it more than the Joker and the Lego Batman. But I can't say I liked it more than the 89 Batman. That's I Yeah. No, that's cool. You saw that movie when you were eight. Like that, like Batman 89. Is there a more influential movie on your pretty little soul, Miss Chantel, than Batman 89? I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like other DC films that I'm like, like totally love and yeah, I have course. a hard time deciding which one I like better. No, of course. Um, you know, but it's but anytime fun. we want to put something above Batman 89, you're going to argue that it shouldn't go above Batman 89, aren't you? Maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, isn't that why I'm here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, fair. Fair. You did dress as Vicky Vale for it. So I, I appreciate it. I get it. But. To me, it goes above Batman 89. JS, where are you at? Does it go above Batman 89? I, I, I think it might for me as okay. well. Okay. I know we're going to get lynched. Yeah. But I, think okay. it, I, I think it might have to go at number one for me as well. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt we're going to get some hate on that one, but 
Anything that pushes Joker further down the list is good with me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, too funny. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Shit. Now that we're uh, we're a half an hour in, and we're only four. I know. Fine. Some uh... of these, some of these will get quicker, man. It'll be fine. We're good. Well, the but the the Schneiderverse cut of the Justice League was phenomenal, and it had a lot of moments for me that were really exciting. Um, You know, like getting to see Darkseid and getting to see Steppenwolf and like when they walk into the thing and like he's standing there and he's talking to him and like granny goodness is there. I was just like, I was losing it, man. There was just so much. And then um, the Martian Manhunter at the end and like all of that stuff. I was just like, it was great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like it was a great film for me because I was a huge Justice League animated fan, huge Justice League fan coming up. Probably just as much as I like Batman, obviously, and then Batman's a member of the Justice League, so there's probably why. But, you know, um, being able to see that, because I remember watching the, what was it, 2017, the theatrical release, Mm -hmm. and being like, the hell was that? (laughs) And for somebody who knows the story, I was like, there's so many holes in the story. Like, how do people who aren't familiar with the comics and the backstory follow this movie? Because it it was so choppy. Like, you could tell there was so much missing. And then, you know, like, you can tell when Joss Whedon took over. Um, the well, whole, Joss Whedon you know, was trying to reshoot the Avengers, right? It but was like the he didn't have eight movies or whatever before to explain who the Avengers were. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he jumps into this trying to make an Avengers with the DC characters, but the lay, the, the, the setup's never been done. You know what I mean? Like, like the plan yeah. hasn't been put into place yet. So it was, it was a lot. And then, and then just the way, like the feel of the direction changed and, mm-hmm. and stuff with like, because Joss Whedon, it was like overly gratuitous and like, and then the whole, like, let's shove in some comedy because Marvel does that and it works. Um, you know, and there was a lot of things to not like about that movie. So I was very happy and very relieved when the um, second version was released so that we could actually see the things that were missing and and i feel like it sort of redeemed dc a little bit to non-super dc fans because it made so much more sense if they were willing to sit down and just take the time and watch it Mm -hmm. um so i i do agree that it it did it did a lot and it did a lot for the dc universe in my opinion with non-dc fans because i think it sort of helped us out a little (laughs) well it definitely reinvigorated people's interest and want to have more dc characters on screen right um everybody for years have been saying the same thing the animated the dc animated is where it's at well that's great but can we also have some good dc movies you know what i mean like people want that and and this one was fantastic and i'm gonna go back to what you were saying that scene at the end where wonder woman cuts steppenwolf's head off and it just goes through the portal as the portal's closing and it rolls down in front of dark side and he puts his foot on his head and oh i was like dude this is it no i want to be part two now that's the ultimate it's the ultimate dc love if you're a dc fanboy or girl that's the movie yeah like it is the ultimate fan dc movie like you can tell how much zach loves that whole fucking universe yeah and how much he poured it into that film yeah crazy yeah you do get a nice a nice sprinkle of Everybody. everything yeah so it's no, nice fantastic yeah no love it yeah hot okay, take here all these Have people online that say that zach Snyder doesn't know anything about dc they're on crack yeah no he i think he nailed it yeah 
I and can we talk it. about like like let's let's take one quick moment and i know we're going on and on about this one and i'm sorry we've already been on it too long but let's take a quick moment the reason why we got this film is because of online pressure like this has almost yes. never happened before mm -hmm. but release the snyder cut trended so fucking hard that warner brothers gave him 70 million dollars mm -hmm. to finish this movie and let's also really quickly touch on the fact that the reason why we got a Joss Whedon cut of this movie in the first place and not an original Snyder cut is because once most of principal photography was done, uh, one of Zack Snyder's daughters took her own life. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. So he left the production at that point to obviously be with his family, be with his other kids to support them. And that's when they handed the reins over to Joss Whedon with Zack's approval at the time. Zach was obviously not really super cool with everything that Joss did. Uh, so uncool with it that he included literally none of it in his cut of the film. Um, but yes, I mean, the, the tragedy that led to the online campaign that led to Warner Brothers caving and giving him the money to do it, it's just, it's such, it's such a crazy arcing story that really lends itself to, to what we finally got as an end product. I think that needs to be addressed when you're talking about this, because it's not just, hey, we just made a director's cut of a film. That's not what happened. This this was a no. whole this was a whole whole day. new like, film. You could make yeah. a film about how this got made. I'm actually kind of surprised they haven't yet. Like they might. document yeah, everything about it. One day. Yeah, 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 they really should because it's a fascinating story and how it all came together. Anyways, mm -hmm. done gushing. Uh, I think it's Chantel. It? Chantel. I believe it's Chantel. Is it me again? Tis you. Um. This one, okay, so this one I definitely know Jeff should, should, at least I think Jeff will agree with, is The Watchmen. Oh, my number one, baby! From 2009. Oh, I love Watchmen so much. Oh, my God. I can't. Okay, I can't. Well, see, this is my Batman one. 89, so I can't. Like, for me, it's number one with a bullet. It's such oh, a great I know it is. movie. Oh, my God. I actually, um, I really enjoyed the, uh, like, the Watchmen movie. Um, I, and again, it was one of those movies that kind of just did something different that we weren't doing at the time. And it's, a, it's you know, it's not for everybody. It's a slow burn. It doesn't give you all that, like, the big snap, crackle, pop that a lot of people want from a superhero movie. But um, the writing, the directing, I just really thought it was very, it was very well told story. And I'm never not going to like it. Um but like I said, it wasn't for everybody because I know a lot of people that weren't like they were like, what is this? Like, what are we watching? I'm um, going to say three things and then I'm going to get the fuck out of this conversation because I can't be objective about this. I will mention three things. One, this is based on the only graphic novel in history to make Times top 10, sorry, top 100 literary works of all time. Mm hmm. So that's including everything that's ever been published in book form. It is the only one that made that top 100 list. Two, the film is slavish to that book. Like there's almost every scene in that film is taken from the comic. He used the comic as storyboards to shoot the film itself. So it is very close to what they're talking about. I said three. I said three. There's only four. I'm so sorry. My only two gripes with the film. One, Matthew Good, who cosplays, uh, cosplays, he is cosplaying <laughs> Who cause who plays Ozymandias, aka Adrian Veidt, was miscast. He's the only miscast guy in the movie. Everybody else is cast perfectly, but he's not. He's not Ozymandias. He's not Adrian Veidt. I don't know who he's playing, but he's not playing that character. And finally, that movie needed to come out ten years after it came out. That Agreed. movie is way before its time. Like two thousand nine is a year after Iron Man. 
yeah, there was no ready. real established superhero universes for a movie that essentially thumbs its nose or has such a dramatically different take on superheroes should be there. That movie needed to be made in 2019, not 2009. And I think if it is made in 2019, I think it's a huge success because by then that superhero, it's like the boys. It's like these, these things that have come out since then that people are seeing that are subversive tales on the superhero stuff that we've been force fed for the past well, since 2008, basically, it was the it's the anti-Marvel movie. It's the anti-superhero movie. Well, 2009 was too early for that. They just well, I, the I think, you know, I, I totally agree with you that it definitely was before its time. Um, but I think to, you know, sort of affirm what you just said when they did the HBO series in 2019, 2020. Oh my God, so good. It was wildly successful. Um, I felt it was a really great follow up and conclusion to a point. Um I I was like raving about that series to people like you've got what awards got huge viewership. Like, well, I've never seen the the movie, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just watch it. It is it's excellent. So um, so you know, and that does attest to exactly what you just said. It did come out a decade later, and people were all in. And I think it made a lot of people go back and actually watch the original film if they didn't, or rewatch it with a different perspective because. I know for me, like the first time I saw it, I was like, that was different. And I had to sort of let it marinate for a little while. And then I went back and watched it again because I had seen it in the theater. And then I waited until it came out, which back then there was a little bit more of a wait. Um, mm -hmm. And then I watched it again, like at home. And I was like, man, that's that's something like and it just always sat with me. And that movie never I never got over that movie because I was always like, man, this is this is that thing. It's like it's like what 89 Batman did in 89 except they were doing it, you know, two decades later and yeah. they were like, Hey, check this out. <laughs> so yeah, um, the, even the comic, the comic got in my head and it just lives rent free there. Like it's just such an amazing, amazing literary work. And the movie was such, such a huge anyways. Sorry, JS, why don't you jump in on this? Cause Chantel and I are like completely dominating this conversation. Uh oh, he's making that face. That's not good. Okay. Fuck you, JS. Next pick. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Come on, brother. Hit us with it. If you don't like it, say so, man. That's okay. So I've never read the comics. Fair. Um, By the and, way, um, you, you you should just just as an aside. I, I probably should, but I never yeah, did yeah. read them. So when the movie came out, I didn't really have a connection to those characters to begin with. And then, art, like visually, it, it looked stunning. It was so different, and it was so artsy, and it was like it looked amazing. It just I don't know. And again, another one of those movies that I watched once and I never had any kind of intent to go back and watch. Like it was just one of those. Eh. So I never even watched the TV show either because I didn't care about the movie. So when the TV show came out, I was like, eh. I highly recommend you know? watching the TV show. And in fact, I highly recommend going back and rewatching the movie now that you've been spoon fed superhero movies for the last two decades. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Watch the but, watch the series and see yeah. how you feel about it, and then if you want to go back and watch the movie. Yeah, I one hundred percent think it's worth it. Um, yeah, yeah. I again, mean, it's I one of those sort of. I, and... I consider it a more offbeat DC movie because it's not your typical like Batman Superman um, mm -hmm. thing. But I totally think it's it's definitely one of the best works DC has put together in the live action universe. Um, it was very, I feel like it was very well thought through and, and put together, unlike some of their films. 
<laughs> coming mm-hmm. from a DC fan. So yeah. Where where so Chantal, well, if you had to put it on the list right now, where does it go? Uh three. I would put it above Lego and Joker. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, like, can we make like a one A? I can I can I can't that would be my compromise, sure. I could live with that. JS is like, I fucking hate you both. We vote, we vote three, JS. What do you vote? Doesn't matter. It's two against one. Boom. Three it is. Woo! Watchmen, baby. Who watches the Watchmen? Not JS, that's for sure. You guys yeah. suck. <laughs> Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I just to go back to the point that you were making, and do you guys realize that like 20 of the first 30 movies that DC made were either Batman or Superman related? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? We've got Superman and the Mole Man, Batman, Superman, Superman 2, Swamp Thing. Superman 3, Supergirl. Superman 4, Return of the Swamp Thing. Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Like, Catwoman, Batman Begins. Like, what the? F- they know what makes money. They're not dumb. Yeah. I mean, for sure. It's I, like- I kind of get it now when people say, can we get something else? Well, yeah. Can we fucking like get other characters once in a while, too? It's <laughs> like, for Lego. It's Shut our, up, man. It's <laughs> our Spider-Man, right? Like, they could do a thousand Spider-Man movies, and people are still going to watch it. Because for it's sure. Spider-Man. And it's like, it's great. It's like kids, especially with the kids, kids love Spider-Man. They don't care. And Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things where DC was like, okay, this is what we've got. Let's just milk it. Yeah. These are the two most recognizable superheroes of all time. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, they're the number, the first, they're the first two superheroes of all time. So yeah, yeah, clearly that's what we're going to do for sure. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Oh, is it me? Gia. It is. Well, now that and I just up... spoon fed you your number one, so now you can have another pick. Well, here's the thing. So now that we're, if we're just bantering around number ones, then now to really fuck up the conversation, I'm going to mention The Dark Knight because you have to talk about The Dark Knight when you're talking about DC movies. Wildly, wildly, widely, I should say, regarded as if you did a poll right now online and ask what the best DC movie is, they would probably tell you it's the dark Knight. The dark Knight would probably wins mostly on the back of Heath Ledger and Christopher Nolan's brilliant writing and directing. I love Batman begins. I even love the dark Knight rises, even though I know it got a lot of shit, but the dark Knight, ah, uh, it, it's just so fucking good from the opening scene with that, that heist that they do at the bank to Everything that Ledger does on screen to, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know how you eclipse that. I don't know how you get better than that as far as a, a DC movie goes. What are your guys' thoughts on The Dark Knight? Go ahead, JS. Yeah, I mean, I love The Begins. Me too. Um, Begins, Begins was is fantastic. A reinvention. Again, Begins was another 89 for me, right? It was a reinvention of the lore of Batman and, and what he looked like and stood for and blah, blah, blah. My issue with uh, Dark Knight is how they portray Batman in the second one. For one, his suit looks fucking stupid. Uh, I don't like how he looks at all in the second movie. Um, Now, does that detract from the the fact that it's a fantastic movie and Heath Ledger was amazing as the Joker and he chewed up screen time like there's nobody's business 
But that little weird helmet he wears in, Brother, in the second part, dude. He's, ah, so so dude. you like it when Batman, every Batman before him had to do this every time they wanted to like turn and look sideways. Well, he, they, they literally can't better, turn their head. They looked better on screen they than don't. that silly little helmet he was wearing. Someone's done a supercut of all the Batman having to try to turn their head or turn in a certain way. And it's just so It's, it's just called so the bat turn. It's terrible. It's awful. And I'm so glad. He even, they even make a joke about it in the movie he says sure would make back out of the driveway a lot easier like lucius says you want to be able to turn your head and he says yeah it would make back out of the driveway a lot easier i think it was a brilliant way to make it so that he could function just like with pattinson's batman right at least he's not wearing hockey pads that's right don't wear hockey pads. <laughs> i'm trying to get a picture of him in his silly helmet his oh, silly my god. Helmet. Oh, it's oh my god i mean the bat turn is classic you kind of expect Batman to not be able to just terrible quickly react. I'm going to fight 17 guys without being able to turn my head in any Amen. direction. Sometimes that's what it takes. Dumb. Um, Anyways, this is a stupid hill for us to die on, by the way. It has no impact on the quality of the film. but and None. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. It's still a yeah, fantastic yeah. film. It yeah. was a fantastic uh, film. I agree. Yeah. Where would it... Where would it go on the list, though? That's the key, right? Um, let's not. We're forty-five minutes in. This is only the sixth pick. We can't spend the next twenty minutes talking about the Dark Knight because, well, yeah, let's be fair. Quick I take: mean, for me, I don't put it above Batman '89. Oh, you want to put it above? Brilliant. The movie was brilliant. I loved the entire trilogy. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with some aspects of the third movie, but the first movie, absolutely, I agree with JS. Begins was amazing. Um, the Dark Knight was fantastic um i enjoyed the dark knight rises there was a few things i would change if it was my movie but it's not um but i don't like it more than 89 but i like yeah, Nicholson Joker better than Heath Stroker, so that is also a very unpopular opinion what so did you, you see say? no hold on back up put the deal back on the record what did you just say i like nicholson's portrayal of the joker better than he's <sighs> nicholson is my joker I loved everything that Heath Ledger did, and it's taking absolutely nothing away from his performance. But See, I just Nicholson did myself. it first. Nicholson took the Joker and made him less campy and darker and more, you know. Did he? Did he? Not really. His Joker like is way did. more 66 than it is. But I feel like Arkham. It's just an amped up Cesar Romero for me. Ledger yeah. redefined the role for generations. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. he definitely like knocked it out of the park and he did something different and he took it to the next level and made it darker and more like psychotic and all of those things. But I just, I don't know. So, I mean, there you go. We're not well, always not favorite joke. They kick her off. I can't. She's a guest. We kick can't kick off. the guest yeah. off. She can just be wrong. People are allowed to be wrong. I'm wrong all the fucking time. Yes, I have a that. lot of people that really don't like to have that conversation with me because, you know, and, you know, I don't know. I have I have a lot of thoughts about it. And Well, I don't care what either of you say. No Joker is better than Mark Hamill. So... Where do but, we put but this? He's never been a live action Joker. No, so. it doesn't matter. So where do we put? <laughs> where do we put the Dark Knight? Um, I don't know. Number two. Il, il Duce. Where you want to put it, guy. Jeff? I mean, that's where I would put it. So I mean, I'd be okay with number two or three. I would personally be more towards three than two, but again, I agree with JS. it's a three. For fuck. You agree with me? There you go. Assholes. 
<laughs> I hate this shit. I know you do. <sighs> uh, whose turn is it? Who cares? I'm out. I, I think it's yours, Jess. <laughs> it is my turn. Well, well, well. Where do I go what on my this list? Shit, I'm out. Where do I go on shit, I'm the out. list? I'm going to throw a bit of a wrench here, and I'm going to oh, say... Not wrenches. You love wrenches, don't you? Mm. I'm going to say bird of prey. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How do I kick the host? Uh, I'm going to say the Batman. I am not mad at that at all. Bold. Bold pick, sir. Love it. So... You know, I think we've talked about a couple different Batmans already. We've Is talked about 89. Thing, though, Jeff? I think it's I think it's a solid choice. Megan Avery saying UJS. What do you mean UJS? Yeah, this the Batman. Pain. This is a divisive film. I uh oh, I, she's I, saying ooh to birds of prey. <laughs> All right. Oh, right. birds of prey. Oh, yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um oh Thor's really saying them fighting words. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Uh birds of prey, I'm guessing as well. Um you know, again, I feel like it gave us a different outlook on who Batman is. Yes. You know, I, every time they bring us a new Batman, that's what I love is when they're able to actually reinvent him, right? Give us not just a different actor in a different suit, but it's an actual different character. And this one really did that. It showed us a Batman that we've never seen before. Not only was he a much younger Batman, but he's not Bruce Wayne. If that makes any sense. There is no Bruce Wayne, right? He's just the Batman. Everything else is just him in his Batcave trying to figure shit out, probably on fucking speeds because he probably doesn't sleep. You know, um, a very, very different take on Batman. And I like that they based it a little bit more in reality. I liked that the first Batmobile was a muscle car. I thought that was fucking genius. Um, I like the way that the penguin was portrayed. Dude, he's amazing as as the penguin. He's getting his own show, by the way, guys. I don't know if you already knew, but the penguin is getting his own show on HBO Max. Listen, I I the only gripe I really have with this movie is how long the ending is. There's a whole half hour at the end that could have just been cut out that we didn't need to see. Um, so the movie is a little bit long for nothing. Uh, Eric is saying here. Bruce was the alter ego. Well, that's the thing. At that point, the the Bruce alter ego, the Playboy millionaire, doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Right. He's just an angry kid. He hasn't realized that he has to be Bruce Wayne and Batman. He hasn't gotten that in his head yet. Yeah. Yeah, because it's still fresh and he's still angry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, I totally agree with everything you said. Like the fact that we got the detective version of Batman mm -hmm. from the comics and to see, like really see that side of him that we never got to see really that much in the, in previous films and how it is based in reality. Like he's just starting out. He's still young. He's still angry. He's got all of this weird e emo angst going on and it's awesome. And then he goes and jumps off a building and wipes out. Cause that's what would happen if you jumped off a building. Like you're not going to have this smooth landing and then just run away. Um, when he wiped out, like I, that was probably my favorite part of the movie just because it was so real. Um, I like the takes on the other characters. Um, like I liked, I liked how dark it was. I know again, it was a slow burn and it was a long movie for some people and the whole movie's kind of dark. So people weren't really ready. And I also think that, leaving out him as you know as bruce wayne 
and just sort of touching on it a little bit here and there where you get like five to 10% Bruce, but like 90% Batman, I think was a good formula, especially with going into the movie, the way people were doubting Robert Pattinson, like he's not Batman. He's like a twinkle fairy from Twilight or whatever. I don't even know. Cause I never saw those movies, but just sort of proving like proving that he has the legs to do this and that he has the, the depth as an actor and like the whole thing worked for me. Like I, I'm a big fan of that movie. Um, when it comes to, you know, I guess current Batman, I wasn't mad at anything they did. And I agree with you, the whole thing with the muscle car and, and all of that, like really, really saying, liked it. Yeah. Keith is saying is really more like Batman year two, cause you're still figuring things out. Yeah. I think the producers yeah. did say it that. Is. No, he they says picking it elements. The yeah. They were, well, he does, but he's literally, I've been doing this for two years. That's literally yes. what he says. In the, he says it a few yeah. times. So, but the yeah. producer was explaining that he was picking bits and pieces out of the year one story to build his storyline without See, it being year one this is why i love her she gets it man she gets it and she gets me jennifer you and i are on the same page look at that man the batman humanized a raw version of batman the way joker humanized a raw version of the joker i i yeah. agree a hundred percent it was a deconstruction you're watching a guy yeah. that's losing himself to this monster he's created to fight crime and try to save his city only to realize that he's mostly done a terrible shit job and nothing's really changed he only starts to finally get it at the end he's not just one guy beating up criminals he's a symbol of hope that's what he has yes. to more lean into and mm -hmm. it, i'm getting chills talking about it because it takes him that whole journey that's why that movie's so long he, you have to see him go on that journey to get to that point at the end if you get there after 98 minutes it doesn't hit home you have to watch him go through all these struggles to see him finally at the end finally and it by the way it's not fully clicked he, he's just starting to get it now that yeah. it's not just about being the strongest or having the coolest car or being the fastest it's also about giving people hope and moving forward with that hope in, in their hands. So, well, yeah, he dude. doesn't become a symbol of hope until the end of the movie. That's what I mean. Cause that's right? when it's finally, he's finally starting to get it. Yeah. That's when he becomes Batman. Yes. Yeah. Before Fear then, is he's not enough. the Batman. Right? Vengeance he's... is not enough. Fear yeah. is not enough. You have yeah. to inspire. You have to inspire hope mm. and instill hope in people. So, where do we rank the Batman? That's hard. Because right now on that list, I would be likely putting it around five. With the RJ four for me, but well, I know it's going to be four for you. You're going to put everything about Watchmen. <clears throat> I agree. I agree. It's around a four or five. I I would be happy either way. Okay, I you know what? Answer the question. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll give you this one, even though I don't agree. Uh. <laughs> No one knows what it's like to be the Batman. Uh, six minutes to eight. We're at spot six. We're going over today. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Well, was, we got seven. We got seven listed now. Yeah. What was what six? Was, what was six? What did you do? Uh -oh. Undo. Undo. Oh, it was Lego, Lego Batman. Batman. There you go, Batman. There we go. Wow. That's pretty bad that we couldn't even remember what it was. That's not good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Z Batman, whose pick is it? Who was that? Was that Chantel? I think it's my pick. Or was no, that, that was yeah. so Chantel. Oh, give her. I will hardly agree with it, but that was JS's pick. That's fine. Um, yeah. So again, it's a little, it's a little confusing for me um, that we're including the animated stuff. But if we are including animated, that was theatrically released. We cannot not include the Mask of the Phantasm. Agreed. 
that movie absolutely has to be on this list. Um, I feel like this list is sort of shaping up to to not include animated stuff, but I digress. Well, we got the Lego Batman movie on there, right? Mask of the Phantasm has to be on this list. Yeah, that's cool. We started off with an animated film. We started off with Lego Batman, so it's not like we're ignoring them, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Would you like? Would you like? (laughs) Go ahead. There's only a couple animated movies, right, that were released theatrically. So we're not talking about any of the direct-to-DVD stuff again, right? So there was only Mask of the Phantasm, Killing Joke, Return of the Cape Crusaders. Those are the three Batmans that were released theatrically. Yeah. And there was Teen Titans Go the Movie. Sorry, Go to the Movies, which was fantastic. I loved it. I went there with Slade. my daughter. And, oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then DC League of Super Pets, which I have not seen, but I hear is pretty good. I have right. Yeah. So those are the only animated ones other than Lego Batman that were released in theaters. Well, sorry, yeah, there also so... is a DC. No, there is none. The DC Lego DC movie was not a theater release either. No, it's just, just the Batman, just Lego just Batman. the Batman. Yeah. And I mean, it could, you could argue, I mean, Lego Batman is featured prominently in the Lego movie. So, but it's not, Yeah, but that's not a DC. Movie. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, uh, I mean, Warner yeah. brothers so anyway, produces it. Mask of, Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I think it should totally be on there. I think that um, it was the first movie based on Batman, the animated series, which let's be honest, shaped all of our childhoods. Even Jeff yep. being a little bit older, I guarantee you, you watched Batman, the animated series. Yeah, yeah. of course I did. Jeff there being a little bit older. Fuck yeah. you. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Batman, the animated series was, I was, I was a little bit older when that came out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, would you like my hot take on this? Yes. yes. What's your hot take on it? Didn't enjoy it. Really? Really you didn't like the Mask of the Phantasm? I really didn't. I remember You're the watching only it. Person. I know. I remember watching it when it first came out, and I was like, ah. and then I went to rewatch it maybe like a year ago or something like that. And I was like, oh, oh, this isn't good. Like it's not, it's not good. So yeah, I'm 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 not a fan. So I am going to respectfully bow out of this this particular debate. You two can figure out where to put this on here, and I'll just yell and scream and kick wherever it ends up because I don't think it's very good. I don't think the animation holds up very well. I think it looks shoddy as shit. I think it's it looks like a barely up jump version of the TV show. The TV show was great for the TV show, but for a, a theatrical release film, I thought they would step the animation up greatly. They didn't. It's very just similar. It just looks like a longer episode of the TV show to me. So it's exactly what it was. It yeah. was just a longer episode of the TV show. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like it just didn't uh... really didn't really do anything for me as far as that yeah yeah we're getting there key we're not done yet we're getting there don't worry i i, I superman 78 is on my list brother don't you worry it's, it's on mine too so yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like said, I, we're going long tonight guys get get kind of i feel like we we i don't know i just feel like for at the time that it came out um because you'd also have to consider jeff this movie was you know what 20 what 20 25 years ago like mm-hmm. for when it came out and like what it did at the time, like I feel like it absolutely has to be on this list. I I don't know many people who are DC fans who don't like this movie. You're oh. actually the first person I've heard say it out loud. <laughs> that's because um, I'm gonna get fucking lynched. That's why. That's okay. Sometimes you just gotta take it. I'm gonna um, get murdered at the next con. But yeah, I uh, you know I I liked it. If it's if we're going there, it's got to be on there. And yeah. Because, and I agree, like the animated series was so impactful and it was, it was it. Like everybody loves the animated series because it was fantastic. 
and it was fantastic when it came out and maybe yeah maybe you were just too old to enjoy it but it was it was something so um you know i i, I love the movie um i actually have it on dvd i don't know where i have a box of dvds i don't have a dvd player anymore guys but i have a box of dvds in my garage i have it on dvd um I'm thinking of potentially doing a Phantasm cosplay one day. Do it. Chantal does one, which is fantastic. Um, my issue that I'm having right now is with this list, it would go at the bottom of the list. See, for me, it would go at seven. <laughs> <laughs> of course it would. I, I, Man, I she don't hates think... that Joker movie, doesn't she? Yeah, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think Mask of the Phantasm is, is better than Joker. Um, I mean, I agree, and I'm amazed that we're here. That's okay. We can put it at number eight so we can move along. Yes, it's going to number eight. I mean, you know, sorry. That's not what I, that's terrible for me to be cheering that, but I knew it was going to come up. So here we are. Well, I mean, see, I originally didn't include it because I don't consider it to be comparable to Justice League and, and all of that. Because for me, like, Live See, action is... versus animation is a really okay. hard contrast because when things like the animation don't quite hold up, it's like, you know, it's like watching an old movie with really terrible CGI. You're like, oh, man, I can't believe I used to like this nonsense. So it's it's hard for me. But um, no, but it's, it's like it's... The Simpsons. Like if you watch an episode of The Simpsons and then you watch the first Simpson movie, there's clearly a difference in the level of animation. There's clearly a difference oh, in the budget. From they the knew they were releasing seasons. that. They knew they were releasing that theatrically, so they really jumped up the budget and they made the animation much crisper, much cleaner. They added shadows, they added depth to the characters for the Simpsons movie. They made sure that you differentiated between one and the other. Do you know how much money Mask of the Phantasm grossed internationally at the theater? $5.8 million. That's it, eh? Less than $6 million. So... Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. It was it was like I can watch this at home. I'm already watching the animated series. That's just this longer. Like, why am I going to the theater to see this? But anyways, yeah. sorry, we don't need to keep shitting on this movie. It, I understand it, what you're saying. As far no, as like, I 100 percent agree that it probably didn't need to be a theatrical release, right? Um, and it still would to me have the same merit, and I would still like it as much. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like because I don't think I watched it in the theater when it came out. I ended up watching it after the fact. No, because generationally, um, it did end up making money based on the, the home theater buys and such, based on the physical mm -hmm. media buys. JS has got a DVD of it, for goodness sake. So I here's a I hot take. Yeah. Under the Red Hood was a better movie, but it wasn't theatrically released. 100% correct. Under the Red Hood was by far a better movie. It's still based on the same TV show. Right. Also based on Batman, the animated series, mm -hmm. different animation style for sure. And a much deeper, mm -hmm. richer character driven story. I th I think personally, for mm -hmm. sure. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. Under the Red Hood was a fantastic film. Yes. Um, there's been a lot of animated DC films that were absolutely fantastic, which we're going to um, save for our episode about DC animated films, right? There we there go. go. See, we have to make a separate list. We'll Make's have Chantel happen. back and we'll do DC animated, DC animated movie lists. Yeah, All sure. right. Who's next? Um, uh, AKA Messiah Complex Cosplay. All right. Well, let's get Superman on there before Keith goes into some sort of there apoplectic fit. By the way, I think we should just mash one and two together because it that basically tells one story. Yes, it does. <clears throat> so I think it's Agreed. important to, to have them together. I know there's people that debate between the two, and I don't want us to get into some law because for me, two is actually my preferred one over one. 
Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, probably like Keith and such, one really did. It re- was really it was the first big box office superhero comic book movie, like like bar none, right? So um, I think we should Let's put the two. That was the Dark Knight trilogy too. We could just put the whole trilogy at number three. We could, we could, because Batman Begins was also a very very solid very film. good film. Yeah, that's true. Um, but for Superman, I think we'll just we'll just lump one and two together. I don't think I need to really break down Superman for y'all. Like I know some of you watching this weren't around or alive when Superman came out, but same with when Batman came out in '89. Like Superman fever swept North America when that movie came out. Like the mm-hmm. tagline is, "You'll believe a man that could fly, a man can fly," and people fucking did. Like it made Christopher Reeve a household name. It, it it just it was the culmination of 40 years of comic books that we'd all been sitting around waiting for this to finally fucking happen and we finally got a live action superman and it didn't stink it was good and we ate that shit up and it was on tv all the fucking time and it told a compelling story and yeah the effects are dated and of course they are they were in fucking 78 there's no cgi in 78 they had to do everything practically and some of it's great and some of it's laughable but at the end of the day, it tells a great origin story of the Man of Steel and then continues on to his greatest battle in, in two when he fights the three Kryptonians. So yeah. where it goes on the list, on this list for me, it would probably go at either four or five. But just for sheer impact alone, you could make arguments for like two or three. Yeah, my issue with that is I'm with you that my favorite of the two is two. Me, t- me too. I think two is a better movie than one. I understand the impact. Um, one for me would go much lower on this list where two would be very close to the top. Right. My only argument there is like I said, one, it's, it is telling one single story across two movies and two, two isn't anywhere near as good as two is without you having watched one. If you never saw one and you just watched two, I don't think it's as compelling because you don't know the characters like you get to know them in one. I mean, that's kind of true for any. No, that's what I mean. No, I get it. No, 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 I understand. But that's what I mean. It's a it's a complete story between those two Mm. films. All right. You actually get get introduced to the Kryptonians in the first movie. You get to see them being put in the Phantom Zone. You do. That's right. So, you know, that's your big old piece of foreshadowing there, right? Well, they were filmed back to back, weren't they? I don't know. I thought they were. I know Richard Donner got fired off of it, and they brought in um, uh, Lester, I believe, to to finish it off. But there is a Donner cut, right? That's got some unfinished scenes and stuff that they were able yeah. to cut together to and different and different ending, by the way, too, guys. So that's mm-hmm. that's also interesting. But uh, yeah, see, William saying same saying, oh, you know, uh, like Superman two over Superman one. Yeah, everyone's got their preferences. I'm sure Keith would probably say he probably prefers one over two, and that's fine. Like it doesn't really matter. They're they're Richard Lester. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, it's so you want to group them as one. I would, I I think so personally. I don't think okay. And then where would you them. see them? Like I said, I would if it's me if it's my list, I'm probably putting them at four or five. I'm definitely putting them over the Batman. For me, I probably don't put them over Watchmen, but I imagine you guys would probably put them over Watchmen. Yeah, actually, I, shouldn't tell you've been I mean, on yeah, I'm about to say you've been very, very quiet. Is this movie just too young for you? Well, like um, I ended up watching this movie, like, obviously in the 80s, but, like, after the fact, because I wasn't born yet. Um, when 1 and 2 came out, I wasn't born yet. I was born shortly thereafter. Um, I do remember watching these movies as a kid and growing up with Christopher Reeves being a household name. And, like, he was Superman. That was just it. Um, until, of course, Dean Kane in the 90s. Um, Ew. Well, he was on TV when I was at a certain age. Ew. The Adventures of Lois and Clark was what? 
early terrible? 90s mid 90s it was terrible yeah terrible is what it was well i'm not saying it was any good i'm it just saying up it was until awful then, oh my god it was know, a Chris very popular Chris show was my superman um and you know and being a young female obviously i liked supergirl too i thought it was great i go back and watch it now and i'm like man this film isn't that fantastic but um to see a young like female superhero was really cool for me too um and then of course her aesthetic was similar to mine so you know it's very relatable um like I you know the, the whole biggest, representation I the, matters i because... had the biggest crush on helen slater oh my god oh, <laughs> so Lord. you know but for me like if we're lumping them together uh counting it as one movie yeah it's probably five or six for me i i'm obviously super biased and batman's my guy which the whole top of the list speaks for um so you know. i'd be okay with four so it's Boy. it is what it is i mean you said what five jeff four or five well i i yeah i have a hard time putting anything over the watchman but i know how much js wants to start putting shit over a watchman so go ahead js you knock yourself out buddy Alrighty. <laughs> yeah there you go does that make you feel better does that make you feel good one and there two, you three. go boom yeah all right all who's right. next js i think we're back to you are we back to me already i th- i think so Mask of the Phantasm, um, Superman one and two. Yeah, man, we're on you. Can we can we talk about a movie that I don't think is even going to make the list, but sure it needs to have at least an honorable mention. Yeah, uh, we can have honorable mentions. Thing. I'm a cool. I'm cool with that. I've the got first, some honorable mentions too. Yeah, so. the yeah. first Swamp Thing. Absolutely, I, I love mean, the first Swamp Thing. I feel like that was a movie that. I mean, back in the day, it wasn't a superhero movie, right? It was it's the Swamp Thing, right? It was meant to be a more of a horror-ish horror drama type movie and it was amazing the effects were great the story was amazing like what kid loved the horror movie back in the day right like but it was a great fantastic well done practical effects and it was fantastic yeah i loved swamp thing i i don't know about you guys but let me tell you as much as i don't think it's a top 10 movie it's it's i i've seen that movie again dozens of times let me tell you about some practical effects and sorry guys this is going to get a little bit pg-13 but i'm nine years old when this movie comes out and and i watched this movie you know going into puberty and uh a, a lovely actress at the time uh named adrian barbeau is in that film and uh she decides to uh take her shirt off at one point and that was a turning point in young jeffrey's life and really set a tone for me moving forward uh yeah yeah, and what's funny is I remember at the time my father was a huge Adrian Barbeau fan. Absolutely loved her for the very reasons that I'm going into. And I remember that movie coming on and my my father being very like pretty much standing up and clapping when uh when when that scene occurred. So yeah, it's uh it it th- that movie definitely holds a near and dear place to my heart, but yeah, there you go. Keith knows what I'm talking about. Adrian Barbeau is a great practical effect. If you don't know, by the way, who Adrian Barbeau is, she was in the original Escape from New York. She was in Cannonball Run. She's been in a ton of movies. Um, yeah, and just, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say now, and I'm going to just back right into this conversation. Okay. Can I yeah. uh, make a real pick? Yeah, sure. I mean, is that okay? Yeah. Nobody's going to freak out. No. Uh, begins. Batman Begins. Like, we can't put The Dark Knight at number three and not have Batman Begins on the list. I feel like or it's does the he Superman fit on 1 the and 2 situation where The Begins and Dark Knight, to me, just that trilogy just is one movie. Do you want to put, together. do you want to put like the Dark Knight trilogy for number three? That's what it's commonly referred I, to as. I think that's what needs to happen. 
Because the first two movies definitely make up for any of the um, like the pitfalls in the third one. But I feel like overall, as a complete piece, as a trilogy, I feel like it's yeah. To me, it's Superman one and two. Like it it goes together. Like I don't consider them to be standalone movies because it's one complete story. Well, the last one's not much of a story at all. But well, we understand your hatred for the last one, but. Not I mean, you feels know, as you the do. last the last part of the trilogy is a similar story to the ju- the Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's like tragedy happened if in real life that made cir- circumstances change. Nobody wanted to do the third movie, but they knew they had to finish the trilogy. It's like one of those things, right? Like everybody was gutted after what happened with Heath Ledger and all of that kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, you just you go through the motions and finish the films, but it's not what it would have been. And we all know that. Like, I'm a huge Catwoman fan, and that is like one of my least favorite renditions of her. She was the writing for her, her costume, everything about her role in that film to me is unforgettable. It's unremarkable. Right. I didn't have any problem with the costume. Anyways, well, I'm sure you didn't. But I feel yeah, like but I don't even like her, her as an movie, actress. The movie wouldn't have changed. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't even like her as an actress. So J. right off the bat, she was a turnoff for me in that movie. Like well, even just the plain black suit and all of that, like she was so like, if you just completely <laughs> remove her character, the movie's pretty much still the same movie. She doesn't have enough impact for me, for, for, for a Catwoman character. She doesn't have enough impact in that film. And that was always one of my biggest gripes with that film. Um, you know, obviously there's, like I said, there's things, but yes, I agree. Dark Knight trilogy. So does that mean JS gets to take another pick? He absolutely does. Amazing. Oh, I get three picks in a row. Basically, damn. Okay, it's your well, fucking show, here. anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. What else yeah, can I can't... pull out of my list here? Yeah. How about? Well, you know what? I'm gonna go with Nada here. Is it Nada? Nada? How do you say? How does she Nada. Name? Nada. Nada. Yep. Uh, Wonder Woman. I agree. Wonder, Wonder Not Woman. 84. Agreed. Agreed. Not 84. Uh... I love how the main bad guy in that movie is the internet's daddy and boyfriend right now, but everyone still fucking hates that movie. Because it was hot trash, and she used a human being as a meat sack, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, you know you know, my biggest problem with Wonder Woman 84 was that they took everything to me that encompasses who Wonder Woman is as a character, and like they just... And went, threw yeah, it in the garbage? Yeah, yeah, because like... Yeah. Wonder Woman was always the the embodiment of like strong, powerful, leading female. She didn't take no shit from nobody. She wasn't interested. Like you know, I remember in the animated series when the the Joker and Batman are talking, or um, Batman and Superman are talking about their their nemeses or whatever, and something comes up with the Joker or whatever, and they're just like, oh man, this guy's back, and I'm gonna like deal with him again or whatever. And she comes in and she's like, I don't have enemies like you because I deal with it. Basically, like. I just kill a dude and move on. Like she was so cutthroat. She was always so like about Wasn't it. Wasn't that in Apocalypse War? She tells him that. I think Something so. To the effect of if you just get rid of him, we wouldn't be in this mess. Yeah, if you just deal with it, we wouldn't have this problem. Yeah. Like just take care of it. And then you know, and then in the first Wonder Woman movie, they do this amazing representation of the Amazons and all of this girl power and all of this stuff, and build up this great sort of base story. And then the whole second movie, she's pining over a dude who's been dead for like a hundred years. I was just like, she wouldn't have gave a shit. She didn't care. And then they made her entire existence about this guy. And I was just like, wow, that is the polar opposite of everything she's ever represented to me as like 
a female superhero. And I just couldn't believe it. And I was just like, man, there's so many things that are wrong with this movie. This whole movie's hot garbage. But anyway, the first movie, absolutely brilliant film. I, I Like I just said, I love the portrayal of the Amazons. I loved the cinematography and the, like all of it. I thought it was great. I thought Patty Jenkins did a good job. I was very happy to see that film. I was very happy to see that film happen. Um, it's kind of like how they sort of went backwards when you got to see the Justice League movie and you got to see Wonder Woman come out and be a total badass after you just watched her do whatever the fuck happened in 84 and you were just like, oh my God. So it was like a little bit of a redemption for her, um, which was nice. But yes, I definitely agree that it belongs on this list. No complaints here. Where would you put it? JS, it's your pick. Where would you where would you where would you put it, JS? Um on this list right now, it would probably go at seven or eight for me. I agree with seven. I could live with seven. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. I'm in an agreeable mood. Are you? Jeff's I am. like, it's bedtime. I want to go to bed. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope. I'm good. I've got a couple of honorable mentions I want to hit, and I actually have one more pick that's on my list that's not going to be on anybody else's list, but that's okay. Uh, well, it, it, good thing, because it's not your pick right now. It's Chantal's pick. I know. If I'm going to do an honorable mention, I have to say the first Shazam movie. Yeah, agree. Nice. Super fun. That, that movie yeah. was fun. It was full Super of heart. It mm-hmm. was really true to the story. Like, I love that you never forgot that they're actually kids. Like even when they did the poof and they were the good, like the superhero, like it was just the way it was done, the acting, the writing, I thought it was so wholesome and it was so lovely. And I really, really, really enjoyed that film. So for me, like Shazam is actually up on like up there for me, like probably. I think you mean Captain Sparkle Fingers, by the way. Yes. And that second, you want to talk about a second movie that was hot fucking garbage, just like Wonder Woman 84. That Fury of the Gods, whoo boy, was that bad. It missed God Mark damn. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, shit. But anyways. I wanted to like it so bad, and it was so bad. Anyways, yeah, anyways. the first one, yeah. um, the what was it, 2019 or whatever it was, I, I really appreciate. I really enjoy it still. I still really enjoy yeah, that movie. I that can live that as an honorable mention, 100%. You got a pick yeah. for the list? Sorry? Do you have a pick for the list that you think is going to make the list, or are you just down to your honorable mentions now? No, it's just honorable mentions. I think we're, yeah, I don't think there's anything on my list that would probably override anything on here. Well, except the Joker. Um, I have one that might. Uh, let me see. Let me look at my list. Um, I'm just while you're doing that because I've had a couple of people actually say it now, which and this is really surprising me. But Suicide Squad, I've this is the third person in here that's mentioned Suicide Squad again. Same thing, I know people talk about that. That was a very divisive film. Is that the second one or the first one? Well, the second one, I thought they were both the Suicide Squad. I happen to be a big fan of the original film. I understand that it's it's a very divisive film. By the way, just so you guys know, it came out right around the same time as the first Guardians movie, and those two movies, box office wise, are nearly identical. They both mm-hmm. made the same domestically and internationally, about three hundred million at home and about three quarters of a million uh, a, a nation around the world. So, people, there are people that went to the theaters and watched and enjoyed this movie enough to go back to the theater and watch it again or recommend it to friends and such. I understand the geek nation kind of hated it 
on it, but I get this feeling that like the sweaty masses that don't really know any of those characters actually kind of dug it a little bit for its kooky vibe and the mm-hmm. bright lights and the action sequences and everything else. So I think we should at least mention Suicide Squad. It's it's one of those films that like you can just see that really good film lurking kind of underneath the surface and it just never really gets a chance to come out, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Um, but Take yeah, the I, Joker I, out of that movie and maybe it makes the top 10. I couldn't the, the aesthetic of the that. I don't know. I just wasn't in for the aesthetic of the both of the movies, the aesthetic and everything like the whole approach just turned me off the animated version, the live action, not so much. Um, so for me on this, if I was actually if this was my list, though, um, the Joker movie would come off the list and I would put Batman Returns on there probably. Um, because for me, Batman Returns was also um, a good movie. I enjoyed it. I like how you're saying we would take nine off, but leave your pick at ten and just replace nine. Well, because well, in not how this list works. Because Princess I don't consider the way. Mask of the Phantasm to be on this list either for different reasons. Right. So yeah. So if I were to go like straight, just live action and taking out the last three on the list, I would probably put in Batman Returns. Well, Joker um, was live action, so we're not. We're not. V for Vendetta that. would probably be in there. V for Vendetta is one of my picks for sure. And uh, I might even throw Man of Steel in there. Man so, of Steel is one of my other picks. <laughs> so, you know, Both of those then, made my top ten, by the way. Man of Steel yeah, and V so, for Vendetta. So, given given the circumstances on the animated stuff and the fact that I don't like the Joker movie, those would be the three that would round out my top ten. And then I would also give, as JS mentioned in the pre-show, I would give an honorable mention to the Leave Extraordinary Gentleman as well because. That movie also, I feel like, was before its time, and people just weren't ready for that type of superhero movie. It's a guilty mm-hmm. pleasure watch for me. For sure. I literally just watched it again like mm-hmm. three weeks ago or whatever. I'm a, so. And I'm a huge fan of Peter Wilson. Okay. So, yeah. you know. so what was the pick? Batman Returns. And where do we see Batman Returns? Where do I see it? Well, or you see it at eight it? from what I can, from what I get here. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's not bumping his Joker. <laughs> it's not that it's my Joker. I don't care about that. I just I don't I don't think Returns is anywhere near as good a movie as eighty nine. Like I I think it suffers from a for lot sure. of different things. Well, so, that's yeah. why we're all the way down at number eight, Jeff. No, I know, but for me, it would be like ten. Like it would be it would be low for me for right. sure. Yeah. Or JS, you it sounds like you're gonna have to be the one to be put on the big boy pants and figure out where this goes. What do you think? I mean, I feel like we've got a couple more picks that are going to bump it off anyway. Right. But whether it's at nine or 10, I don't think those two are going to stay up on the list anyway. Um, So we could put it above Joker, but unfortunately. It's all going to get bumped anyway. I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, It's my turn now, right? Yeah, I think I think we kind of shot ourselves in the foot, including the animated stuff. Because I think it, I think it might, I think it might be my turn. Yes, I think. Oh, it is, it is your turn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to get one of my honorable mentions out of the way while we're doing this. Constantine. Ah, oh, that was going to be my honorable mention as well. Yeah. I fucking love that film. Yeah. Apparently, Keanu Reeves loves the film. Yeah. Really wants to do a sequel to it. Yeah. It's actually, he's like going to Hollywood hat in hand, going, "Can we please do a sequel to it?" Mm-hmm. And before all of this writer strike and everything was happening, there were some talks that they were at least trying to get a script together, trying to get a story together. So I don't know that we're going to see it. I hope we do, because even though canonically 
it's jokes like it's nothing compared to what the constantine from the comics is like mm -hmm. it's still such a great movie on its own and what keanu reeves does with that role i think is brilliant and well done peter stormare plays one of the best lucifers that's ever been on screen tilda swinton as gabriel like it just everybody just and rachel white like everybody just kills it in that movie it's such such a great film the casting was absolutely brilliant in that movie fucking I awesome and like the creepiness uh, the creepy vibe that they were able to put into that without making it like a like just a pure horror movie but enough of the creepiness in there to really kind of suck you in and give you those little chills every now and then yeah it, i think it's a brilliant film but i understand it can't crack the top 10 but had to mention it for my honorable mention but if i were to put a movie on this top 10 it would be v for vendetta for sure uh mm -hmm. talk about a uh, an, an amazing film with perfect casting oh my fucking god hugo weaving how do you act with a mask a static mask on your face your whole time and still emote and still get sucked into his story like bananas and then natalie portman shaves her head in one take on camera affects this great british accent and just that rooftop scene when it's raining and she's crying and and he's why and it's an allegory to what he ah uh, i love v for vendetta i live for that movie for me that would be up like like seven for me on this list but again i understand it's not everybody's cup of tea so what do you guys think yeah, I mean, I would probably put it at at number eight, probably on this list. But I could live with eight. I could live like, with eight. I, I could. I would just given the list that we have. Yeah, it's probably yep. on in around eight for me. Yeah, um, I would agree again, with that. I agree with you. That movie yep. was brilliantly cast. It was brilliantly written. Um, again, not everybody's cup of tea. Given you know that it it is again another sort of slower burn, and it's not it's not a super exciting movie all the time. It does have you know lulls um but yeah definitely um and very intriguing and a very good film to watch it's oh, again john it's john hurt as cutler like john hurt is the bad guy on the big fucking screen with his giant oh my god just yeah just everybody just murders in that movie like everybody's just so goddamn good and the story yeah. is compelling so yeah no love it cool yeah it's definitely it's definitely a a very good film and for a yeah. long time i i didn't even realize it was a dc film and right. and then i was like it's the vertical okay. imprint again written by alan moore same guy that wrote watchman in the yep. comics so yeah 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 yep. no i i 100 agree v for vendetta is an amazing movie um so relevant still especially Ooh. during the pandemic it Jesus. was it, it was so on the nose yeah. i remember rewatching it at the beginning of the pandemic and being like yeah like this yeah. guy's a visionary it's, right no like, shit right like it holds uh, up it holds up a little too well oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's a fantastic movie his his speech do, do you know the speech the v voila speech. i i i i i'm not gonna do the whole thing it's it's a long ass speech but it it's, is it's brilliant it's fantastic yes um Jeff has it memorized he just doesn't want i to i have it on a shirt like i have it on oh, a well, sweater there you go. that i we yeah. by the way and it's and it's written out in the shape of a v so it's yeah it's uh, perfect yeah yeah very yeah, good no i think yeah. i think i agree that that needs to go on there um yeah. definitely uh my turn your turn man of steel agreed i'm very biased guys like yeah you, you guys are gonna have to talk me off the fucking ledge on this one because 
I live this movie. Like this is this is what made Henry Cavill my Superman. So it's yeah. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I remember when the movie came out, and there were a lot of people complaining about how, well, it's not Superman. Blah blah blah. This and that. And I never understood it because he was amazing. Yeah, like he is everything that superman is and it was his first day on the job like settle down kids give the guy time for fuck's sakes yeah we're willing to let shit go for a two-year-old batman but superman on day one he's got to be like he's got to be the perfect superman shut the fuck up yeah there's there and there's such little nice cool little things like when when zod when general zod played by the way brilliantly by michael shannon mm-hmm. goes to the kent farm and starts tossing ma kent around and fucking clark just comes flying in and grabs him and starts punching him he's like how dare you threaten my mother like he's just like he's lot he's freaking out because someone put their hands on his mom mm-hmm. come on man like that's such a great there's so many awesome little great scenes in that film like that that to me it definitely like for on this list like we're talking like six the trucker at the beginning oh, so good and then he comes out of the bar and his truck just, is all fucking twisted yeah, up yeah, and it's yeah. all destroyed into telephone 47 poles. fucking telephone poles in it yeah i mean yeah um i think it goes i think it goes top 10 for sure i would agree agreed but um, i'm by it okay hold on because apparently js and i are like hard for henry so where would you put this <laughs> um for me it would probably be seven Actually, you know, in, in reality, though, I liked Man of Steel better than the original Superman movies. Mind you, that is also very much a generational thing. Um, so because when I was a kid, Christopher Reeves was my Superman. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until even though we went through a couple of Superman over time until Henry Cavill and Man of Steel, when I was like, boom, there's my new Superman. Like he is the Superman of like the new generation for me. For sure. So. For me, I would put it above Superman 1 and 2, but not necessarily above some of these other films. So probably like 7 on this list. The Compromise? Yeah. I, I, I'm I okay with 7. I mean, personally, I would put it above the Batman, but I mean, I can live with it below too. It goes way higher for me. Yeah. On this list? Like where would you put I, it? For you, me on this list, I, I, I probably put it three like four or three yeah see i could live with it up there too but we'll get killed if we put it up that high i mean i could live with it at four okay if we wanted to put it above the original i mean do i feel like superman men of steel or or superman two you know what i think i I still think men of steel it's okay so hear me out so superman two was fantastic we we got to see the three kryptonians come out of the phantom zone and face off against superman and Back in the day, it was it was crazy. The fight in the city and, uh, you know, tossing guys into the Marlboro truck and like branding was everything back in those days. Right. Everything had branding on it because it meant financial dollars. Right. Funding for their movies. But still, they've basically redid that story. Right. Against the three Kryptonians. But in a such aggressive and angry and fast and hard hitting and i mean when superman just fucking bah! like his freaking heat vision is just like oh yeah like he just lets it rip and you can feel it through the screen and there was such an impact in everything in that movie that just put superman over the top for me 
I, for me, for sure, I think he has to go. Men of Steel for me goes over one and two. Cool. Well, I'm, I, I'm good with that. I want to point out one other thing too that I, I loved so much about it is too is how Zach handled the super speed of the Kryptonians instead of amazing. Instead of what they always do with they, they do with the Flash is they slow everything else down mm -hmm. and they show them moving normally. That's not what he did. No, he kept the film running and boom. he sped them up. Yeah, and made it look like they were like literally. And I was like, that's fucking yeah. wild. That that's how he decided to do that because it oh, looks yeah. like it would look like if you were just observing it from afar. If you were yeah. there at the side of the road when this fight's happening, that's how that fight looks. If you're there, yeah, exactly. That's Agreed. genius. And really, again, like I said, nobody else was doing that. Everybody else was like slowing down everything and like, mm -hmm. okay, I get it. That's cool. And that's a great. And I know JS already mentioned it, but like Michael Shannon as Zod, <laughs> like. <laughs> well, that was that was Jeff that mentioned it, but it was oh, amazing. Was it Jeff, I thought it was you. I think I think, I think Megan's laughing at the same thing. Can we get? Can we get? Can we get Jazz? <laughs> nah, his heat vision is just that's insane. never good. No, it's yeah. same thing it's, in no, Justice League, right? When he fucking good. grabs uh, uh, Steppenwolf and he freaking lets it rip, and it's like, oh, yeah. like you can yeah. feel the friggin' thing through the screen. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Zack Snyder. <laughs> I, I think he has an understanding of Superman that a lot of people didn't appreciate, but I loved it. I agree. And uh, and it does feel like Man of Steel has gained a much better appreciation over time. I think it was divisive when it first came yeah. out, but I think as a lot of people have revisited over time, I think they're starting to realize, they're starting to kind of get it now, that it is a more modern retelling of, of the Superman story and, and that it's a very, mm -hmm. very good retelling. Even that opening sequence with 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 uh, uh, Russell Crowe and and his yeah. hot wife on on Krypton and stuff. Oh, that was like wicked! That. Fucking awesome, yeah. dude! Right That's up until right Krypton up until should have been about right up until the dick shaped things go up into the sky with the bad yeah. guys on them. Other than that, that weird aesthetic that they chose, that whole Krypton scene is like lit for me. That's I want to yeah, do. Jor I, I want to do that Jor-El, that fully armored Jor-El, so bad that costume, yeah, but it's gonna be like a million dollars, but. I mean, that's cool. listen. That's that's again. I said it. Yeah, the Krypton show should have been. Yeah, I never watched a single minute of that because I knew it wasn't going to be that. And I oh, knew it's like a CW fucking yeah. like you know. Anyway, what well, three or unfortunately, four? Unfortunately, we're four. gonna have to chop. I gotta. Anybody got axes? We're gonna chop a tree down. Man of Steel is shit. Ha ha. I really hate it, <laughs> Steven. Steven's out of the group, man. Steven's out of the club. I'm sorry. It's going to get a little shorter. At yeah, we're going to chop that goddamn tree down. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Number four. Put it in, four. sir. Number four? four. Yes, sir. There we yep. go. Man yep. I mean, I even. That's going to make Robbie so topic. happy, by the way. Like, Robbie's. I, I think Robbie said that's his favorite movie of all. Like, that's his favorite comic book movie of all time is Man of Steel. It's just that. Uh, really? no, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He has. So, is it a little inside baseball. He has a 3D TV. Like one of the, the one of the, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the newer style 3D, and he's got 3D glasses, and he has Man of Steel in on 3D. Disc, on, in 3D. So I Very went to his cool. house. Oh, dope. I went to his house a couple of weekends ago, and we put the glasses on, and we sat there and watched it. And holy shit! Like I already love it. And he already loves it. But in 3D, it's a whole other animal, man. It was fucking wicked. It was so yeah. Good. That fight when they go through the gas station and they fire the whole Smallville fight. That must crazy, be fucking crazy. crazy town. And then the Zod fight at the end, crazy. It was awesome. Anyways neither here nor there i, I think that's a pretty good list does anybody else have any like honorable mentions they want to throw out before we stamped it double locked into a races i mean i don't i'm looking through the list now and i don't think there's anything else here that really makes top 10 
Yeah, no. Um, no, for sure. I mean, BVS maybe deserves an honorable mention just because, you know, it, it brought us a different Batman, and I loved, I love the Affleck Batman. If you've seen the Ultimate uh, Edition, the Ultimate Edition does clean up a lot. It's a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I really dug the Ultimate Edition for sure. Um, is, it, is it better? Because oh it yeah, better. it's way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It cleans up the story. It's it's kind like of like. It's kind of like the difference between Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like you can see all the holes they had to cut to make it a theatrical mm. release. So when he puts them back in, it makes way more sense as a complete film. Yeah, I really, I one. really did feel like that movie. Yeah. Also, I think that was my biggest gripe with it is that it was so chumpy. Like it was. Yeah, just it like, suffers from the cuts. There's no it was. Like, from the cuts. Oh, I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy. Yeah. We don't like well, each other. It, it, it and it's like, wait, in... your mom's name is Martha? My mom's name is Martha. Bros! Yeah, and that was dumb. Like, it was now, what's so... funny about this is like... we have the top 10. We got 13. We got a whole bunch of honorable mentions. And one of, if not the highest grossing DC movie is not on here and hasn't even been mentioned. Which is what? Like, even in passing. Aquaman. Yeah, but it's... No, I know, but it movie. literally made like over a billion dollars at the box office. It was like it wasn't it was, a bad movie. I but... think it's probably like the third highest grossing DC film of all time behind a couple of the Batman films. Like it's a ridiculously popular, successfully financially successful movie that I think is a great popcorn action film with a compelling bad guy with with Patrick Wilson playing Ocean Master and even um yeah, yeah, playing uh Black Manta just his black man is so bad so mm -hmm. cool but yeah but the question always becomes like was it because of jason momoa like i don't here's the thing was it you don't he was in no, a, like a upswing no, in his career no you don't make a billion dollars worldwide for one guy that happens to be kind of popular because then mm -hmm. every movie that has a kind of popular guy would make a billion dollars and they don't they flop yeah, but that's all the like time comparing it to a film with the rock in it like because the rock used to do that for movies like you plug the rock into a movie and then all of a sudden the movie made stupid amounts of money oh the movie like, would make you know 200 million dollars not a billion right this is what i mean like go watch hercules that the rock was in that didn't that did nothing go watch skyscraper go watch a lot of the stuff that are non-franchise films for the skyscraper rock it was actually pretty good it wasn't yeah, bad but, I mean, but like, it didn't make I'm, a billion dollars but you no, put them in a mean, movie like, that's already established wise. no i know i get I mean, that i don't know but i i think a lot of the appeal with aquaman was um like the effects and stuff in the movie like the idea of it all being underwater and all of this kind of stuff and i so i definitely like like you're right it is definitely a good popcorn action flick um i don't have any particular gripes with the movie um but i it's for me it's just not top 10 whatever the phenomenon was that caused it to be the highest grossing film of all time um cuz this was just before the pandemic was it not was this not like 20 2019 late 2019 Aquaman. Uh, 2018 for aquaman okay so yeah. i mean so you're pre shazam and pre the joker uh and yeah it just it just made a, a it's the 20th highest it grossing, splash it's the yes it made a splash it is the <laughs> fifth the it's the 20th highest grossing film of all time wow on, on planet earth so i mean clearly it you know, it, it so I'll it, go back it, to it this. hit a lot of people. Yeah. On this list right now, the only movie I have I have not seen more than once is The Watchmen. Right. I have and not Aquaman. seen Aquaman more than <laughs> once. I'm not saying it needs to be on the list. I just thought it was funny 
that the most financially successful probably of all these movies is not actually on the list, which just goes to show you it's not always about how much it makes. A lot of the times about how it affects us culturally, impacts us. Like so let's be honest. This is a very subjective list we've got here, right? Of course. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, if you get, you know, a bunch of the people that are watching here and you get them to do the top 10 list, I bet you it's completely different, right? Um, so it is a very subjective thing, but yeah, a good movie doesn't make it a top 10. Don't tell me no one remembers the losers. We were actually trying to put together a cosplay group of the losers. Yeah, I was going to bring that up as, uh, as I love uh, the losers. I yeah, it's fantastic. a good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. just didn't get the love it needed. So no, no, we can give it an honorable mention, but yeah, don't be talking. It was a good film. It's again, you know, some films are just sort of out of time because I feel like with this list, like you could, you could chop it a lot of ways. You could do generationally, you could do like pre time period, post time period, whatever. Um, you know, animated, not animated, theatrical, not theatrical director's cut, whatever. Um, you know, and again, for a lot of these movies, I feel like there's always going to be an element of nostalgia or True. like the time in your life when you saw this. Look movie at our like, number two. 100%. Clearly, that's a, that's a nostalgia pick. Yeah, like, 100%. come on, but I, like, you know, in my like, honestly, I still think that film holds up. I don't think it's aged out as right, but you can't as look at badly as some movies from the late '80s have aged out. But you can't look at that movie objectively. Like that's not that's it's simply not possible for you. That movie is like a turning point in your fucking life. Like mm-hmm. so much of what we're you just said, the movie subject. Uh, sorry, the list is oh, subjective. I'm of totally biased. Yeah, yeah. We all have biased. our biases when it comes to this and how subjective we could be about stuff. So, yeah, I saw Megan say that. I love how the pandemic was our blip and we refer to things pre and post. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Only it didn't completely the, fuck up our timeline, so we don't know when anything takes place, like it does in Marvel. Okay, sorry. The Anyways. the real for me only one that was a fantastic movie that we have not mentioned is a history of violence. Granted. And a history of violence again. I don't think it's a top ten, but it's it one of those movies though. that was it was it was fantastic. The visuals were amazing. The way. The way some of the angles in that movie are filmed, especially at the beginning in the restaurant where the guy where um, what's his face? Ed Harris comes in to confront him and basically lets him know that he knows who he is. The angles that that whole scene was shot in was fantastic. The acting was amazing. And I mean, let's I mean, what's his name? Uh, Viggo Mortensen. Viggo, Viggo Mortensen. He became a badass after that for me because he was OK in The Lord of the Rings. But this for me was the role for him yeah you really got to see his acting chops and this movie. for me was the role for him and again it was for a long time i again i didn't about? really realize that it was a dc film i just saw this movie about this guy and i was like yeah good flick and you know coming off of the lord of the rings obviously we were very interested in beagle mortensen what's the matter jeff why are you losing it here no no that's no, fine just go ahead it's fine. What? <laughs> he was great in the lord of the rings was he not great in the Lord of the Rings? Jeff's going to lose it. Hey, I got a question here in, uh, in the group chat here going on over there. What is your guys' thoughts on Brandon's take of the Superman Returns movie? Uh, um, his take was okay. The movie was the hottest garbage. Yeah. I thought he was a great Superman. I thought that he had a lot of the same charm and characteristics that Christopher Reeves brought to the role. I think that they tried to play him off as a replacement to Christopher Reeves, and that was a mistake. Agreed. 
you know, and if by they the way, had, he was very young when he was cast. He was Superman. Yeah. Like he'd done pretty much nothing else yeah. up until that point. And then he was just oh, yeah, thrust into the role of Superman right here. But, uh, you know, if, if they had made him his own Superman, I think that would have been, he does the kingdom comes Superman in the, uh, okay. So let's back Arrowverse so in the Arrowverse. Brandon Routh. Yes. Who plays Superman in uh, Superman Returns? Right. Also plays the Atom in yes, the Arrowverse. The Arrowverse. In the Arrowverse, they have this major crossover where they're going through the multiverse and they're grabbing different Supermans and different, you know, versions of different people. And one of the Superman is Brendan Routh, and they're like, "Wait a second, but you're what's his face?" He's like, "No, I'm not." He's like, "I'm Clark Kent." Clark Kent. So it turns out that in this reality, he's the kingdom come style Superman. Correct. Um, and it was amazing. Like he, I love him as Superman, I, it, but the movie was shit. If they had given him a proper movie, a proper story, I think he could have done fantastic. He does not throw a single punch in the entire movie. Yeah. Superman. Yeah. Superman <laughs> doesn't throw one punch in the whole fucking movie. What are you doing? Terrible. Terrible. And, and what's his face as Lex was kind of dumb. I didn't mind Spacey as Lex. I loved how much he loved being Lex. I actually didn't mind him as Lex too much. That's mm, fine. Not That's my fine. favorite. No, again, I they were well, trying favorite, to copy but... Gene Hackman and what's her face, right? Yeah. Like they were trying. You know, anyway. I like Lex as a character, and it didn't work for me. Kevin Spacey didn't work for me. Well, the Gene Ackman character didn't really work as a proper Lex Luthor character either. Like he wasn't really Lex. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. Uh, as good as those two first movies were, I, 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 well, he was really only in the first one. Was he even in the second one? Yeah, of course. He ends up being the liaison for the Kryptonians on Earth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And they go to the Fortress of Solitude, and he reverses it. And yes, crushes yes, and yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He was better in the second one, actually, now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I loved him in both, but I mean, it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen. We've been on for almost two hours. Yeah, these top 10 lists always go long. It's, yeah. We, we have to draw out and discuss every movie we talk about. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're, I mean, we're losing people by the minute here. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but I think we're pretty much done. Was there anything else you guys wanted to bring up or mention before we go? No, I we covered everything that I think should be in a top 10 list. I agree. And hey, look at that. Chantel, where's where where did Joker end up? Not on the list. Aww. Look at that. that. Batman Returns didn't either, who's though. And that, so that happy. Hurts yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, so yeah. if we go through the top 10, Zack Snyder, Justice League, my number one pick ended up at number one. Mm. Batman 89, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes, we cheated a little bit. We put three movies into one here. That's okay. Man of Steel at number four, Superman one and two. Again, we grouped the two at number five. Jeff made a good case that they were kind of one story rolled into two movies. Which I, I I can understand and see, uh, Watchmen at number six, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. The Batman at number seven, that ended up higher than I thought it would. Wonder Woman at number eight, V for Vendetta at number nine. I'm happy that one made the list. Me too. And Lego Batman at number ten. I'm also super happy that not only did an animated movie make the list, but that it's Lego Batman because nice. it's fantastic. What's it his is. name? Arnett. Um, Will Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Yep. He's so good as Lego Batman. It. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Chantal. Yes. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. It was amazing Anytime. to have you again. Uh, we'll have you again for sure. Um, 
There's, I don't think there's ready. any doubt about that. Where are we seeing you next? Um, I will be at Montreal Comic-Con next weekend for the mm -hmm. entire weekend. And then after that, what's after that? Fan Expo. Uh, Fan Expo would be the next one after that. Wow, that's coming up quick. I know. It's like blink and it's right gone. Yeah, and I'm over. still freaking injured and, and hurting, and I haven't been working on my costumes because I'm in pain. and ugh. I'm an old man. Remember yeah, me? growing old sucks. Uh, talking about growing old, Jeff. Hi. How's it going, uh, bud? Uh, you know, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, nothing nothing on the horizon for me. We just did the big suit up for Jack Blood Drive. We mm -hmm. just did that two days ago. Miss Chantel was uh, nice enough to come out and support that as well and gave blood. Uh, the turnout this year was twice what it was last year, maybe three times. It was it's a, a really, really big turnout. Uh, and most of the people that came out donated. So, uh, so yeah, we're just, we're, yeah, Steve Steve was there too. The, the tree was there. Uh, by the way, uh, Steve shaved. Like oh, he looks he really? like, yeah. So he looks like baby Groot now. It's like, it's like, take, it's like, it's like take your son to work day. Uh, so guys, we are still putting the word out. Uh, suit up for Jack is the uh, hashtag that we're promoting. And it's really just awareness to go out and give blood. Uh, it's in you to give. It costs you nothing but a little bit of your time. You get some snacks and cookies and, and drinks and such. And you're literally saving lives. So all you cosplayers out there, cosplaying heroes, all the heroes that we discussed here today, Heroes save lives. And when you're giving blood, that's what you're doing. You're saving lives. In particular, uh, we come out for a young man named Jack who here is here in London. Uh, he has aplastic anemia. We got to meet his oncologist, actually, which was really cool. Jack needs blood transfusions a lot. Uh, he has had uh, nearly 200 now, I believe, and he will have to keep getting blood transfusions for the rest of his life. And that happens because people like us go and donate blood. So please, if you can... If you don't have a suit that you can go donate blood in, just throw on like a superhero shirt. Put on a Superman shirt. Put on a Batman shirt. Like Chantel, put a put, put your Batman shirt on and go donate blood. And then just put a hashtag on there, suit up for Jack, and let people know you're a hero and you're saving lives. So And it's like mandatory snack day because they make you eat snacks. So it's, it's awesome. It's a win-win. It really You save is. lives and you get snacks. It's perfect. Sure is. Yep. And if you go to one of the events, you get to hang out with a bunch of cool cosplayers. So Also true. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. all I got. What about you, JS? You got anything else? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Uh, we are going to try to uh, bring some more cosplayers on the show. Um, you know, I think it just makes sense. We're, we're cosplayers. Our community is cosplay. So we're going to keep bringing on cosplayers on the show, trying to do some features, some interviews. Is there anybody that you'd like to see on the show? Let us know. We'll reach out and we'll see if we can make it, make it happen. Or let them know and have them reach out to us. And we're happy oh, to book that them too. on the show. Yeah. That too. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Chantal, thank you so much again for coming. Of course. Um, I don't really want to talk about what we're doing next because we're in talks with a bunch of stuff right now. So mm -hmm. let's not uh, spill let's those not beans. Spill all the beans yet. But uh, I'm very happy about the number one pick on this list here tonight. So I think we'll leave it at that. Thanks for watching, everybody. Make sure you stay geeky. And we'll see you next week. Oh, what? No, no kiss for the camera tonight? <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Geek Geek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now, make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button, as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss an episode.